Hey guys, welcome back to the post show. Uh, this week we're talking more Tokyo Revengers and Sunny Boy. Uh, we talk more about Haikyuu now that I've wrapped that up. Uh, we talk about Demon Slayer now that I'm starting my rewatch. Um, there's going to be a lot of Demon Slayer talk over the next few weeks, just with you know me and this rewatch, and then uh, the second season coming, which we're both super excited for. Uh, we talk about a couple various anime and Hollywood news, uh, mainly the, the new Hawkeye trailer, and then also the uh, the Matrix Four trailer that just came out. Uh, we get into the Christopher Nolan and Universal deal that kind of went down. We talk about uh, James May, our man in Japan, a show that uh, I just checked out, which is super fun. And we also, you know, we talk about the unfortunate passing of Norm Macdonald uh, this week. So anyways, thank you guys for listening. Uh, try and have a good weekend and we will see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Uh-oh. Here comes trouble. Uh, I mean, oh, hey, Grant. Oh, hey, Dave. (laughs) How are you? Oh, good. Podcast (sighs) night. It's podcast night, my friend. And uh, which beer do you think I'm drinking today? Hmm. Wrong. It's a White Claw. Got him. I was good. I should have known that's how it splurge on you like that because uh it was dark when i grabbed this can and i just did the thing where i took a sip and i didn't know what to expect and it was mm. definitely not beer yeah spicy yeah uh white claw so white claw. thank you for sponsoring the podcast white claw Wouldn't um something? what's that Wouldn't that be something yeah well i think uh white claw exclusively goes after uh anime podcasts mm. as their main demographic for their customer base that's probably why they're doing so well these days it's so weird that's exactly what we do i know it's crazy yeah. i think it's like a you know there's only so many anime podcasts so it's mm. i think it's a really good fit really excited for this yeah. partnership so. uh okay so um anime so i have got like, I want to say 50% anime, maybe 40% anime this week, and like 60% random news. Yeah, I've got pretty much all anime and then something anime adjacent, so it's it's uh, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> okay, let's get, let's talk about Tokyo Revengers real quick. Sure, yeah, um, it's not going to be long. <laughs> yeah. Pit stop. Quick pit stop. Um, episode 23 just aired, spoiler alert, and episode 24 is the finale, which is next week. Mm-hmm. So, this episode is fine. It feels like the episode 23 is it's filler. a filler that mm-hmm. um, gives you a cliffhanger, uh, hopefully right before a promising finale. Um, that's the review. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, seriously. I just All I can say is, like, not a bad episode. Has It seems like a repeat of some of the jokes, returning jokes, this yeah. episode. Like, it seemed... It, what... When I was watching it, my takeaway was, are they trying to show that these, like, this cast is still teenagers? They're a bunch of young kids, and they're, like, getting up to hijinks. I was like, maybe that's what they're trying to do. It wasn't really landing, but it was, it's a fine, like, it's an okay episode, you know, there's nothing blatantly wrong with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just, I just hope there is something more significant and plot-wise in the finale. I I hope. I I don't think it's, it's definitely going to be the case, but... These last couple, the pacing has been all over the place. It's like, why mm-hmm. is this an episode? We're rehashing, like, I get it, Bloody Halloween is over. Now what? Mm-hmm. Like, that was like a couple episodes ago, and nothing has happened. So, yeah. you know, uh, Takemichi finally got a jacket, um, which is cool. That was cool, yeah. So, grats. And uh, then there's, like, this cool cliffhanger where, um, you know, there's a there's a meeting for all of Toman and... Uh, Mikey's there and he wants Takamichi specifically to be there and then he shows up uh, and he's com- accompanied by Chifuyu and Hanma and Hanma mm. obviously being like one of the villains from uh, Valhalla so that's an interesting pairing what I will say is from the f- quote future we know that like in the past before Takamichi altered it that they were supposed to lose on Bloody Halloween mm. um, and Mikey ends up becoming like the head of Valhalla through like mm. some weird like power internal power struggle slash change, and like Kisaki, you know, is like up to shit. So who knows? I would I wouldn't be super surprised if like some kind of big shakeup happens, and like Mikey does leave or or Hanma joins or something weird. You know what I mean? 
I think this is something you and I have kind of suspected over like just kind of the trajectory of the past, like maybe seven or eight episodes Mm -hmm. that, you know, or definitely within the past couple is that they need to get away from the Hina stuff. They need to have a curveball for us. That's slightly different. Yeah. And I think this is just teeing up that, which is, I think is a little reassuring because it's, it's clearly going to be a bit of a cliffhanger. Um, between from the, probably the finale into the following season, which I think is fine. Like, there's just so much out in the ether with this show that like, there's no way they could wrap everything up. Like, it's too big a story. Yeah, true. At, at this at this point, still, so it's you know, I'm not bummed. I'm not discouraged. Like, unless next week's episode is just a total tra- like a random bloody Halloween train train wreck. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just I'm excited to see the finale. I'm looking forward to it and just not like I say a couple cool moments. Like the the jacket thing was great this episode. You know, um, just the whole like him going to get the jacket, not like the um, I'm like the guys, arc. The, the snowing arc that was really funny. Like that's that was the good stuff, and even the uh, like the whole thing with where they think Emma is cheating on Draken with Mikey, and and just such a weird reveal of like how did like how did he not know that was his yeah. sister or stepsister or whatever it is, and and we were watching it, and I was like, why is his sister feeding him? <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, like they're trying to purposely, you know, misdirect us and all that. But it was, I don't know, silly stuff and good stuff. Weird like, story so, beats. Yeah. yeah. Very Not weird bad. story beats. Oddly, oddly, uh, like slice of life, weird mm-hmm. moments in the middle of everything going on. Um, but yeah, that was Tokyo Avengers. Nothing crazy. Hopefully no. next week will be crazier. We'll see. Hope so. Uh, finales are important, so we'll see if they, like, they nail theirs. Um, I'll let you go first, sir. What you got, homie? Well... We have finished Haikyuu, as of now. So, uh, season four, we finished up a couple nights ago. So, you're <sighs> caught up to where we the show currently is? are caught up. There is clearly going to be a fifth season. Um, it, it's funny. Haikyuu weirdly has some similarities to uh, My Hero, we've noticed over the past uh, you know week or so. Like, they're all still in their first... Like, we're on... Again, It's there's four seasons. They're all still in their first year of, like... You know, like, the main kind of... the. They're all, there's a lot of main characters. But, like, Hinata like, and Kageyama, like, the two characters we kind of meet as we come into it. They're in their first year of high school. Um, so, there's, everyone's still in that first year. And we've kind of been going from, like, tournament to tournament kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And right now, they're, they're at nationals. <laughs> which makes me laugh every time I can... What's the... Uh, there's a joke somewhere. Some comedy show. They go, we, or no, it's a community. They talk about going to nationals. And we got to go to semi-summer nationals. And we got to go to this nationals. And semi-semis. And, um, so anyway, so they're in like this big national tournament across Japan. Like all the all the prefectures in, in the, the whole country are there. Mm-hmm. And they're like representing their prefecture. And... Um, they're right like at the end of season four there's still like 16 teams left in the the tournament so like they're clearly setting up like the next couple opponents and it's just so much fun the energy the animation the humor like this season it was a little strange they kind of changed up the animation style in the beginning of the fourth season same studio or same studio no same studio it's just some faces change they kind of you can tell it's something nothing nothing looked bad but I was like, this is really weird. It's just like, there's a couple characters too. I was like, look what they did to my boy. Like, like my Azumane in the show, one of the characters, he had this beautiful, like big, strong, you know, muscular face and like flowing hair up in a bun. And like, they kind of just like turn him into a, like a potato. And it, just, it was so distracting. But then they get into like the second, like the second half of, of the season. And it's just like, oh, they were putting all their effort into these 12 episodes. It's so it, weird once yeah. you get an eye for that stuff. Yeah. How apparent it becomes, right? Yeah. There were frames in the... we Just before we did this podcast, there are frames in... Um, and I, I feel bad that I, I didn't mention them, but in the previous podcast we did for My Hero Academia, Season 5, Episode 23, there are like a couple of genuinely like bad moments on screen in that episode. Mm. And then you look at the ending, and the ending is so incredibly strong. You're like, ah... I see. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> there's, like, there's like a set amount of frames per uh, per episode, or like that. Like, I mean, it doesn't always literally work like that. But once you like get an eye for this kind of thing, mm-hmm. it's crazy. You know, because especially like consistency matters, right? Like you said, a yeah. certain character just gets starts getting drawn a different way. You notice right away. You pick up on those things. 
Big time. And it's, I think, I think we noticed more, you know, this seems maybe, you know, kind of obvious, but when it comes to anime, it is about facial expressions. It is following these characters and it's, you know, it's very, you're very close to the story, very close to the people, you know, it's, and it was just one of those things, like nothing looked blatantly bad by any means. Like the show looks, looks very good. Like it's still, you know, the backgrounds are very similar, but just some like little character inflections were different. And we picked up on them, you know, you know, right away. But man, like tremendous, tremendous animation. It's like I said, I, the, I can all, all I can do is hit home. How, you know, like this is not like a battle shown in anime, but like it's how they can take a sport, like you know, the like the game of volleyball, and like they can show it up and show the action and like the blocks and the saves and you know the the spikes and it's 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 just such, such Leanne and I honestly like it's it's really holding a special place in our heart. Like we had so much fun watching this show, and the, I'm ready for like this show. So the point I was getting at with my hero is like we've been five seasons in and they're still like in their first year. Haikyuu's doing the exact same thing, but I don't have the problem because it's it's been focused the whole time. You know, uh, like we're with these characters. It's not kind of, we're jumping from this group of characters to that group of characters and da 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 And it has, it has a similar way with my hero is they like, there's all these other schools, like these rival teams. And there's like key players on the teams that you get to know when they introduce them, they come and go. And it's, it's not as abrasive when they're reintroduced. You're like, Oh yeah. Like we haven't seen, you know, uh, you know, uh, like one of like their rival school, Nekama, there's a couple char- you know, a couple characters from that show that they're really close with. And it's, uh, I, I gotta stop myself cause I'll talk about Haikyuu for as long as I can, but it's, it's, <laughs> we are, we are so excited or we're so, we're so excited for a future season. We're so glad we watched it. And anyone listening, if, if you like comedy and the comedy is dead on, it is so friggin' good. That's other than the animation and just like the enjoyable characters, the comedy is so well done. I like, uh, I like a, an anime that can pull off comedy. I was just, uh, rewatching, um, full metal alchemist mm. and i was like i forgot that this show has comedy littered throughout all yeah. over the place oh yeah and we've talked about how it's hard in anime to pull off comedy it sounds like this one has a lot going for it i still haven't tried um the pilot of it but i will i'm watching some of your other recommendations right now oh, yeah. so you gotta cut me some slack oh but, uh, <laughs> you have years this is not going anywhere you can pick this up at any time is so the last question on haiku is a fifth season confirmed and if so when is it estimated it has not been officially confirmed but like the show you know, it's funny because we it's talk very about popular. I know it's, that. it's very very popular and we talk about shows that are in the zeitgeist and the first things that come to mind are like tokyo revengers you know, My Hero, Attack on Titan, like the big ones, but like Haikyuu is everywhere. Like a mm-hmm. lot of, there's a lot of eyes on this show. It's just, it's not a matter of if, but when, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the way they ended it. Like there's, like I said, the, this tournament has so much left to it. You know, it's like, they would not just leave it like this. And if there was, there'd probably have to be some pretty gnarly stuff, gnarly behind the scenes stuff to prevent it from coming out. It's, it's, it's coming for sure. Uh, hopefully sooner than later, but, uh, definitely now on the top of our most anticipated shows yeah true that yeah. all right high q we'll be looking for season five yes okay i have something cheerful to talk about let's do it um but before i do i'm gonna bum you out are you ready <laughs> yes. let's get sad before we get hype um so i don't know if you saw the news today but norm mcdonald norm mcdonald passed away i did yes so I'm not going to stay on this for too long. What I will say is I think you know this about me. I'm a huge stand-up comedy fan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my favorite things of all time. And I know uh, quite a bit in, about Norm, and I've seen a lot of his comedy. But I think more importantly, probably for someone my age, is that basically all of my comedians that I watch now, because uh, Norm was you know 61 and not like putting out specials or anything like that as I was getting into stand-up, um, but ba- pretty much everybody, without exception, that I follow now, Norm was their favorite comic. Mm-hmm. He, he was like, a, you know, what we call like a comics comic. Sure. Um, every comedian was really big on Norm Macdonald. Um, yeah, so he passed away. You know, I think he was battling cancer for nine years privately. It's, uh, it's crazy. Nobody had any idea. It's funny. One of these, one of the bits, or many of his bits, are currently going viral. 
uh, right now, just kind of in honor of his memory. Um, I really recommend uh, to everybody listening, if you haven't seen Norm MacDonald comedy, there are a couple bits that you could Google, um, or YouTube rather. Um, you could you could YouTube his uh, bit on cancer, which is appropriately funny. Um, he's got one of my favorite jokes of all time. It's literally called Norm MacDonald's convoluted bit. <laughs> because <laughs> one thing he would do, uh, and you know this was like a very 90s and 2000s thing, um, and he's also huge on SNL. I don't have to mention that. But uh, specifically about stand-up is that he, you know, as we've talked on this podcast, late night is kind of ridiculous, right? You You mm-hmm. go on it. You have seven minutes to talk about a prefabricated and rehearsed story, hit some punchlines, and then you leave. Norm would go on and intentionally waste everybody's time. <laughs> um, he had such a good relationship with Letterman and uh, and all these different comics. And he did one bit on Conan, and if you YouTube it, you'll find it. It's called the Norm MacDonald Moth Joke, <laughs> where it's four and a half to five straight minutes of a bit without a punchline. <laughs> And then he and then he just does. There's a punchline at the end, but it's hilarious throughout. And you just see Conan and the audience getting more and more impatient. But it's like the most Norm Macdonald thing ever. And if I could encapsulate why people love him, that is a really good example of why. So the Norm Macdonald uh, moth bit. Check that out and uh, just check out the rest of his comedy. Big fan. He. Um, oh yeah, like he. You know, and and he's. You know, in this this little big country of ours, you know, of Canada, like there's only there's only so many things we can really when it comes to you know comedy and and Hollywood and all this stuff. He at the end of the day, he was ours, you mm-hmm. know, and I feel like he was still very you know situated in Canada, and you know he had love for the country, and it's always nice to see. You know, there's nothing worse when you see someone from Canada makes it famous and they just disappeared to the ether. Yeah, you know? <laughs> they're like, see you never, but. Um, you know, back to your to your point of like his bits. You know, there's an expression you, you tend to see like about some comedians and actors. You know, and, and just some people in general about someone who you know marches to the beat of their own drum. Very rarely is anyone actually that, but Norm Macdonald was that. Like he genuinely <laughs> set his pace and his tone and followed no one. And it's one of the most admirable things you can take away from a person. Like he was one in a million. Yeah, uh, I, I completely agree with that. Um, whatever you would say about him, he was always doing his own thing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, give it up for Norm. Uh, and, you know, if you're a stand-up comedy fan, I'm telling you, there's a chance that the people that you follow were heavily influenced or inspired by Norm. He, you know, all of my favorite comics that I follow today are posting Norm tributes. He meant to a lot to a lot of people and for good reason. So, R.I.P. R.I.P. Okay. Um, brighter, uh, brighter pastures. I want to talk about uh, the Hawkeye trailer, <sighs> baby. <laughs> so, um, you know, spoilers. Uh, spoiler warning for the trailer. They don't actually give much away, but I feel like they give the most important thing away. So, spoilers in three, two, one. It's a Christmas series. Yeah. God, uh, God damn it! I didn't see it coming. Love it. Love to see it. Uh, love to see it. You know? so your brother always says, "Love to see it." <laughs> love to see it. Yeah, it's. Um, I am also like big pat on the back for Marvel. I don't know. Like I know you guys are big fans. I know you're just constantly scouring our podcast for little mm-hmm. tidbits of insight. Yep. But thanks for listening mm-hmm. and not giving away the ghost. You know, like a for little a change, bit yeah. for a change, a little bit of mystery. This is probably going to get ruined in a month and a half. They're going to have Hawkeye trailer two. It's going to be like, well, here are all the plot points. Here's all the plot points. I mean, but we can but probably f- still guess the broad strokes based off this one. But they definitely didn't give away too much. There's lots thing, of mystery there. That's the thing about Marvel. Like the broad strokes are always front street. It's always like super, super obvious. Yeah. And so like they're not doing anything different there. But it's it's the little things. That they throw, arguably the big things they throw in there just to try and entice people. I think this is the power of Hawkeye has been around for a while, and people know who he is. He's been like he's been in all the big Marvel movies, whether it's Avengers, um, you know, Endgame. Like you know, like you know, he's a known quantity, and I think they don't need to lure people in. Mm-hmm. And so awesome, good job, Jeremy Renner, absolute rock star. You know, love anything he's in. I've always loved Hawkeye, and I think this is going to be an absolute treat at Christmas time. If I hope it does, it come out at Christmas or does it come out before November? 
Oh, that's lame. But anyways, you know, and, and, and on the ground. Well, hopefully. Well, actually, no. I prefer if there's never snow on the ground, but <laughs> you know, it's. But yeah, I'm I'm super stoked on Hawkeye coming up. Yeah, I mean, you know, I want to give them credit. I want to give them too much credit. They're like the biggest studio on the planet at this point. So yeah. you know, they have a lot of a lot of bright minds, and there's lots of stuff to pull from. But the uh, the idea of a Christmas series is pretty inventive, and like you said, definitely not something that we saw coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a rough feeling that like. You know, this is was gonna be like a Falcon and the Winter Soldier sort of like clone, but it's Hawkeye instead. You know, you put him in like a political thriller, and like maybe you do like some weird like half baked spy shit. Mm-hmm. I, you know, not to be like a pessimist, but that's just sort of what I saw coming. Sure. Instead, we get Die Hard, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and we get what will probably be like the uh, spiritual successor um, to Hawkeye in. Uh, what is it? Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, um, Steinfeld is in this, and it, you know, it looks like they're very much setting her up to succeed him. So we'll reserve our judgment and see how that goes. But yeah, um, really, really well done trailer, and uh, I guess they got us for another one. Yes, sir. Actually, while we're mentioning just the MCU and uh, Disney Plus, I guess, or these series in general, um, I will mention the Emmys. Uh, because there was the, what do you call it, the Technical and Creative uh, Emmy Awards. Oh, is that um, what I've been seeing all over the news? Yeah. So all like these the, Emmy? Yeah, so the official one, like with the actual award show, hasn't happened yet. Um, oh. okay. But there's like, they, they do it in two phases, right? So there's like, you know, all those weird, well, I don't want to call them weird but the less flagship emmys mm, like the craft, uh, craftsmanship yeah like technical and sound design and like directing for a variety special and shit like that so i don't uh ask me to quote certain ones i don't know them but i know that wandavision picked up three mm. um of these like more technical emmys and uh, maybe most importantly out of the ones that we've seen announced already bo burnham won for best writing and directing of a variety special and he beat mm. out spike spike jones for it Oh no, kidding! Well, yeah. what 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 did uh, Spike Jones put out? I don't know. I think he directed somebody special or variety mm. special. Oh okay. Because um, it was just directing in that specific category. Oh, I see. Um, but I do remember you and I saying when you revert when you reviewed and put me on Bo Burnham inside, and we we gushed about it for two podcasts. I was like, man, I hope he doesn't get lumped into the comedy special uh, mm. uh, category. Because this is different, and he got put in a variety special category, I believe, and that's where he won, and he absolutely uh, deserved. Deserved, it. absolutely. So pretty cool to see him walk away with an Emmy or two. Yeah. Okay, hit me up, homie. Well, just on, I guess, kind of like the news. Did you this morning? You and I were talking. Did you get a chance to see the trailer for this new Bright Samurai anime Netflix is doing? I didn't. I suck. I'm a bad friend. I, I didn't watch it either, but oh. I saw I, 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 I saw the key art in like <laughs> like half asleep, like you know, stumbling with my thumbs trying to send that to you. I was like, oh my god, Dave needs to see this immediately. <laughs> like it's um, so for those listening, you might recall a few years ago there's a Will Smith project on which it Netflix. was it Netflix. It was Joel Edgerton too. Was he playing mm-hmm. the orc? But there, there's this movie called Bright. I got it about 45 minutes into it, and I was like, kudos to Will Smith for trying new things, but, like, I'm good. You know, it was wow, just... that's hilarious. I got, like, 30 in. <laughs> it's I just remember nothing. You know, it's, I remember, like, the, the idea and the concept was, like, you know, I feel like they took a swing, and, like, I will always give props to someone giving a swing when it comes to, like, a story like this. I am shocked they are going the, like, a prequel anime route. I feel like they should have dedicated their resources to like maybe honing in on a better movie, <laughs> you know? It's like or a sequel. This is everybody wants a fucking universe, man. Yeah, this is this to me reeks of anime. It's the hot thing right now. Yeah, it's weird, eh? Like, yeah, uh, you know, I'm down with it because go ahead, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, bring more people to the uh, medium. I'm always, yeah. I'm always super down for that, but. But yeah, we it like it's just weird, right? Of all projects, yeah, yeah. Uh, the movie Bright, like really, like yeah. you know, The Witcher put out um, an anime movie. Um, oh, was that out? Did that come yeah, out? Yeah, it's out. I got it like thirty minutes in. Um, I I was exhausted and fell asleep, so I'm not knocking yeah. the movie. Uh, it seemed good, you know. Hmm. I I haven't returned to it yet, but 
you know, they that makes sense though, right? Like they've got yeah. books and video games and a limited series. Like all of those things make sense, and that mm-hmm. anime is just like the next way they're gonna explore uh, all that content. But next like, logical step, yeah. But bright. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I saw that. It just it made me laugh, and I was just like, you know what? I will, sorry, I just want to say I'll <laughs> die. If there's all these bright stands in the comments, just like, hey, man, actually, the Will Smith movie is a real, real cult classic. I remember, I remember there's being a scene, it, it made me laugh, it was actually like a genuinely funny moment, but like Will Smith rolls up and there, I think someone has a wand, he's like, do you have a license for that? And it's just like, it's so cheesy, but it, was, it, had, it had its moments. And like, you know, anytime like that, the visual, not the visual, like the, uh, the prosthetics look really cool and you know it's i'm always pro you know re like the uh like building something versus just like do, doing everything through cg sure. but but uh but yeah so bright samurai it, it has so it has a longer title but um essentially it's the bright anime but yeah, uh, i i, I, I will anybody's clamoring for you to get it right <laughs> i'm cur- i am i'm curious for sure i'm definitely going to watch an episode or two just just to see you should, yeah, you know, take one for the team. Let us yeah. know how it goes, and and we'll take it from there. Watch this. Watch this end up being my number one for twenty twenty one. I'll die. Can you imagine. <laughs> but you never know, right? Like, there's like there's you weird never know. projects that work. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, not to go off on like a crazy tangent, but like, uh, there's God, what, there's a great video on YouTube I gotta dig up. But it's this guy who go who talks just about the current state of uh, animation, and you know how animators are paid, and we've talked about that on this show before, and sure. you know Mappa and people being overworked, and Mappa specifically gets like a pretty significant amount of heat for you know inconsistent projects at certain times, and um, one of the ex- hilarious examples is like Jujutsu Kaisen was like applauded for like having some of the best animation of the whole year. Mm. and everything about that production apparently was like that thing was lined up to suck like it was great like against literally all odds they were contracting people from other studios freelancers Mm. they were pulling in people randomly like people were falling out of that project left and right but it came out astounding and like you know they were overworked they spent they were you know reassigning people to the attack on titan production uh midway through and like against all odds er, like it's amazing hmm. <laughs> um so weird how the wires get crossed like that eh? yeah dude uh you know w- like uh you should do some reading sometime or like uh, check out some behind the scenes stuff on the lord of the rings productions mm. like the amount of stuff that went wrong before they even started filming same deal and now oh, like the lord me. yeah the lord of the rings productions are now like <laughs> widely considered the best adaptation for like fantasy ever done <laughs> hmm. anyway uh similar deal okay um enough of that quit distracting me grant <laughs> it's my attention deficit it's just getting the better me sunny boy episode nine sunny boy episode nine um, this is a real thinker this is a real thinker and uh as a result not my favorite of the season really i really liked it um yeah but I, I one thing I think we talked about when I saw you was like we need to rewatch this and I need to rewatch yeah, this yeah, like yeah. sooner rather than later I think like I might rewatch this show while it's airing which is something mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever done before um, but yeah definitely a thinker but it also encouraged like all the reasons why I love this show yeah um, go ahead. it's it's definitely the most if there's one like <sighs> I don't even know how to like eloquently put it, but there's there's moments in this episode where there's clearly very big reveals mm-hmm. about the plot and the situation that they're all kind of in. Yeah, Mizuho and the, and the cats. Mizuho and the cats, like even like so cool. It's so cool. That was like the, one of the best openings this season. It's just <laughs> them kind of like kicking in and like the, just the jokes you can. They really nailed the rapport between the three cats. Like they're all friends. Like the way they like gripe on each other and like, you know. The I think uh, the one cat, the one with the runny nose, makes a joke about um, 
oh, she's 16. If she was a cat, she'd have like a bunch of kittens by now. And then the other one's like, oh, really? How modern of you? You know, he's like, I feel like a couple of animal associations would have a word to say to you. And he's like, ah, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and just the way they're goofing on each other and kind of just communicating. It just seems like these cats have spent like a hundred years together. You know, like yeah. just the way they, they sound like a group of friends. But um, I thought that was like, they knocked that out of the park. And then also the reveal too. Um, I'm blanking on the dog's name. Um, Me too, but let's just say dog. The dog, and so like uh, Sakura, the white cat. You know, like yeah. he reveals, like and she's like, "Shut up, dog." He's like, "You know, I can hear you, right?" And she's yeah, like, yeah, that was so good. Yeah, and then also the stuff, like there's the moments with Raj were really good. The stuff that is very, I don't, I, I honestly, I don't understand what Aki's deal is. Like she's clearly the villain of some capacity. Whether it's that's a red herring, still I can't really guess. Yeah, I'm not either. giving, I'm not giving too much thought and mental energy to her. She's been um, a feel... bit of the background lately. It, it looks like she's manipulating Aka mm. Saze. I think that's his name. Mm-hmm. That part seems clear uh, because he's clearly had the hots for Nozomi. Yeah. I, I will say there was a... Not to cut you off completely. No, but, no, no. no. Uh, there was a really beautiful moment, um, now that I'm thinking about it, of if you think about the first episode, and I think last week we were talking about our favorite episodes and i was yeah. talking about uh mine was probably the fifth and the two things that the first and the fifth have in common is nagara um you know yeah. the, the main boy um i think early on you can see his self-doubt and his anxiety and just his lack of self-belief really get to him mm. and nozomi really pulls him out of that both in both of those episodes and I think we kind of saw her have some self-doubt for the first time this some episode. Some role reversals. And he was the one to kind of bring her back. And it just felt like there was a lot of growth there. Um, and I also talked about, you know, I, I'm generally speaking, a pretty big disdain for romance in anime because it's handled so poorly most of the sure. time. Yeah. I don't know if you would call this a romance arc, but I think these two characters together are pretty cool on screen absolutely you can yeah, yeah. feel the dynamic uh great great chemistry on screen chemistry which is crazy for like an animation really hard to pull off with voice mm-hmm. actors and drawings man um and they're really doing a really really good job to further your point the thing one of the best thing like i said i i i know you you feel a little different but i'm i really really like this episode i think this is probably one of my favorites you know the so nagara the guy who does the voice acting it's so impressive to hear him. I went back and I watched a couple just like random episodes on Funimation. I was just clicking, you know, on episodes, listening to when Nagara was speaking. And you can see like just the way, like how confident he sounds. Like literally you can hear the confidence in his voice now and the compassion in his voice now versus like earlier in the season. Oh, like see, just that's, that's cool. That's something you pick up on a binge. See, that's why I gotta rewatch this thing. It's just it's just like a natural, like a naturally he kind of like pulls himself, and then you can in the total opposite of Nozomi. I'm almost wondering if there's more to that. Like if maybe that could be her power or something. Like you know she's like maybe like an empath or she's pulling emotion away and you know and kind of revert. I don't know. Like I said, it's one of those shows that who knows. Like you you can come up with all your own head cannon and could be close, it could be off and whatnot, but. You can, you can hear Nozomi, but then she has these moments of, like, pure confidence, and then she definitely slides in this episode, because, mm-hmm. you know, like, she's, they're really hitting home that she doesn't have a power thing, which I think is them signaling to something. Yeah, I think we'll find out that she does. But um, the thing, the thing I do have, it's the first time I've had the problem with this episode, I think, actually, I struggled with it maybe in uh, episode two where we talked about how there's like an undefined amount of time from the last episode to the current one. Yeah. They jump into this episode. I was completely like, I have no idea what's going on. Like they're there as like contractors to like help them with, you know, like troubles within the group. I didn't know who the broken arm girl was. I don't remember there being those twins. Yeah. I mean, earlier, you know, it's like, I don't know if this is like people from other classes. Cause they, when the, 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 or the, the underground temple episode or the reverse temple episode where there's all these other people clearly from other senior classes from across time and history. And then like the big, re- the, the copy thing. I know they said yeah. they know if they know for a fact that they're copies. I think I missed that. Well, that might've been the byproduct of me binging it, but I think that's the reveal of this episode. Like I understood yeah. the copying power and I was starting to get a better, you know, we, the NY Amazon thing, the knee Amazon thing that we, yeah, 
we understood it as a mechanic. I don't think we understood its origin. Yeah. And now we do. But I think this also means, based on what we've learned, that they may all be copies. So, like, in but fact, if I'm understanding it correctly, I think we're, we're putting, like, the premise in the air because premise or the idea was that Nagara was like may have been inadvertently responsible for setting them adrift mm. because he has an ability to create or move this world's worlds right but maybe that's not what happened maybe it was Mizuho or the cats or some combination of the two that created copies of all of them and maybe they're not real maybe they're not the originals does that make sense well because Sakura has a line of, you know, we knew we were going to drift. There was not much we can do about that. Yeah. But I don't understand, like, did the cat... So that's the thing, like... But there, there, there's an earlier episode. I think they realize that they are all copies. But they don't know how they're copies. Okay. Because they... I think the cats make reference to the fact that they all know... And they even do, like, a quick little flashback to an earlier episode. I think, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. Maybe it's because yeah. I'm thinking of rewatching. That's the thing. No, the, show is blending, the show is blending together. But well, it's not super linear. It's hard. That's a, yeah, so that's the big thing. It's trying to piece everything together. So I'm not sure... I'm not sure if the, the cats were the ones that did the copying by accident or, or whatnot. But it seems like everyone is on the page that they're not the real versions themselves. Scary. Because Nagara, when he tried to bring them back, they failed. And I think they kind of chalked it up to, oh, like... He doesn't have a handle on it. Well, I think it's because they're already there. Like, they can't go back to something that's already filled. Right. You know? I think that's kind of what the big... Of why it didn't work. Why he couldn't take them home. Yeah. Like I said. Also, too, I, I was I was doing some reading on the show. I totally was misremembering what I had read. It's not the ReZero guy that's involved in the show. It's the One Punch Man guy. Oh, okay. That's interesting. And I, there's, there's a little Easter egg in this episode. Uh... You can see uh, Saitama when uh, Nazakaze is reading oh, uh, a manga. I, I but, read. Uh, um, I saw something that like they they've done a couple times. Where, like they're paying uh, tribute to like animators on this uh, show. They've left like multiple Easter eggs. I don't know what they are. Uh, mm. Just about past projects that they've been involved in. So that's kind of neat. Yeah. Anyway, so okay, so I think we're in a similar spot where we're both happy with uh, how it's going, but we are both agree that it's confusing, big time. Um, and there's some things we got to get straightened out. But we're in, like, the main point is that we're having fun, big <laughs> and time. we're loving the shit out of this. It's still yeah. probably my currently favorite, my favorite thing currently airing, big time. Um, so I will probably binge it and read up on it. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, we were in that uh, comic book store this weekend and mm-hmm. uh, we came across a bunch of manga which was really cool but I did read on Reddit that someone said this is loosely based off of a horror manga called The Drifting Classroom mm. uh, I'll read up on that too and see if that's like 100% true or how loyal it is uh, if at all because if it is loyal I, I'll be a little more careful with my googling Yeah. Um, yeah. but anyway um, yeah, I think we both agree that the uh, the uh, this whole copying thing throws a monkey wrench in quite a few things. Yeah. Um, but it's also like we, like we've been talking about, like all that shit is so celestial and confusing mm-hmm. and out- otherworldly, but uh, a lot of it didn't matter because so much of this show is about character. Yes. It, it's all, all the rest, all the other stuff is just white noise, yeah, which man. I like, you know, in a good way. Yeah. Um, that was Sunny Boy, episode yeah. nine. Uh, new episode in a couple days. We'll see. What do you got, homie? So the fall, uh, the fall anime season is is uh, upon us, barreling down upon us. So it was time for the Demon Slayer rewatch. Fuck me, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got we're four episodes in. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Good for you, I appreciate you. Oh, anyways, so I'm out here just working hard. I'm trying to think here. So, Liana, the wifeus, did yeah. she see? Wifeus. <laughs> She's gonna love that. That's what I. That's <laughs> what actually, I, legitimately, she's gonna love that. It's that's, sweet. that's what I call the misses, and she hates it. Oh. <laughs> um, I, had a, I had a slip there. So, um, has Leanna seen the movie? She, yeah, Total Attack on Titan Syndrome. She's seen the movie. Okay, movie so train. she's going backwards. But she has she seen any of the uh, anime at all? No. Well, we're okay. this is her first time. Okay, okay, and um, it's it's one of those ones where I feel like 
and this is just this is just my take on it. We we have talked about this, but like, um, I think we were so jacked to the nines with high Q, which was so intense. You know, like we're like we were really like, <gasps> you know, like we're gasping at scenes and like we're, <laughs> we're going into Demon Slayer and it's, you know, it's been a while since I watched it, but it's it's. You know, it, there's a lot of important stuff going on, but it's it is actually from what I remember, it's pretty low stakes in the beginning. Yep. So it's it's those moments of like, oh, that's like an awesome moment. I'm like looking over and I'm like, oh, she was like more jack jacked up when like you know Kageyama made that like big set and like Haikyuu <laughs> and you know it's like it's not fair to compare, but like I'm sitting there like vibrating excited, but you know we're watching Demon Slayer again, you know getting the rewatch in. So it's 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 one of those things where like. I forgot the, sh- the beginning is very much a slow burn, and you know, but we're, we're going to get into the into the yeah. goods there soon enough. But like right you said, now, you said episode four, right? Yeah. So we just ended. Uh, uh, Tanjiro just showed up for the the. Um, I'm already blanking on the name. The final trial. Um, final selection. Final selection. Yeah. They kind of do. You know, you see uh, Zenitsu and uh, I'm blanking on the butterfly girl's name. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the one dude with the scar on his face. I forget his name. I forget his name too. I don't even know if we learn it, but you know, we we see him later. Yeah. I, I won't. I don't know if I should spoil because Leanna's going to listen to this. Maybe. Um, For sure. Yeah. yeah. So. Kind of. What I will say is just like. So much about the show, uh, not unlike the shows that we love, is is about character, um, but there's also quite a bit of world building they have to establish, right? So the yeah. show has to establish the environment, the stakes, um, who hold like who are the people that hold the keys and and all that stuff so you need villains and heroes and all that crap and you need tanjiro to become like a viable protagonist mm-hmm. i think you're around that time around four five six is when things like kind of kick into gear and mm-hmm. like now you're like on your you know pokemon quest <laughs> like yes shortly after where you're at and uh you, you, there's some really really fun fun uh arcs in in season one i can't oh, wait for season time. two I know. So the the fun thing, it's interesting watching because there's a couple different things for me uh, with this or this time around is I never watched any of this with the exception of the movie on a TV. It's all it was all through my phone. Like just you know before work in the morning eating breakfast. What? Yeah, it was just one of those things. It was before I had the Crunchyroll. It was I remember I, there was one time where I was like, why am I why am I not watching this like on like the PlayStation on the app or whatever? You, you know? are crazy. You know, That's so like it's the like, biggest revelation. That's crazy. It's, so it's just one of those things I see so much more. It's a bigger picture. Yeah, uh, li- like literally, you know, the colors. Literally, and, yeah. You know, it's 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 um, like it was always beautiful, and I I was able to like truly enjoy it. You know, it, watching it on my phone, but now it's like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. The other thing is, I totally forgot how much comedy they use yep. in this. And then the other thing too is because you know, Leanna's, you know, she's she's about to break the precipice. She's about to go into season five of Naruto on on her own time. That's just her personal project. Good lord, what a trooper! I, you know, God bless her. And but I've watched a couple episodes with her, you know, here and there, and. We were watching, so we started watching the Demon Slayer, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like this kind of reminds me of Naruto a little bit, like mm. the the way they use the comedy and kind of just the levity of like these young characters and the way like they even like the way they run around. Um, also, the thing that really sticks out this time with like the bigger screen is like there's some pretty clunky CGI that I never noticed. Yeah, like a big part of like. A lot of the acclaim that they got was like that they did a lot of really great CGI and a lot of really great 3D. Yeah. But you could see it not work uh, at times. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to give anything away, but like, there are obviously some top, top scenes that are in season one that blow mm. my mind that they're in a season and not like a feature film. Big time. Oh, yeah. It's. Because keep, try and keep an eye. Um, and, and, like, for you and, and, like, for Liana, and, like, you'll notice them if you're looking for them, especially because you guys are watching so much anime. But I remember when I rewatched it with my wife, us, um, <laughs> I remember being, like, can you tell the difference? Like, what's CG and what's drawn here? And, like, it's usually pretty obvious, right? It'll be, like, environmental things or water or smoke or things like that, but yeah. it happens pretty often, especially in still shots. Yeah. Um, where you'll see one thing that's CG'd or 3D'd in, and it usually works like really, really, really well. Yeah. Um, 
That's fuck. I love season one. Yeah. I think season's two, uh, October? Or do we know? O- October for sure as to when. Because I, I believe on the 25th of September, we're getting, I think we're getting a date. Because cool. uh, they're doing oh, a rebroadcast of the movie, and then they're having an event afterward after the broadcast. Gotta build that hype. So, but they, they have said it is going to be Sundays. Yeah, Sundays at like some weird Japanese time. Like it, it just dip, some weird Japanese time. Like <laughs> they do time differently over there. It's weird. Um, no, but I like I don't even know you know what time it's that will mean for us. So like it might be a Monday. Like it comes it, out on a Monday morning. Yeah, I think like it might be like. F- some ridiculous like 4 a.m upload uh, i don't care time. it works works to our recording schedule <laughs> yeah i'm sure they took that into account uh when they were getting their time slots ready yeah like oh we got to make sure that we make the part-time otaku early upload um so yeah we'll 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 definitely be covering that in one one way or another but that's mm-hmm. that's fun man i'm, I'm glad it you're is, rewatching it yeah it's a lot of fun it's um it's you know it's crazy in four episodes you know, not a lot of shows have this much heart. Yeah, and it's and but it starts like like I said, it starts off very bleak and it's a slow burn. But you can slowly like, I I also I completely forgot because that's even though we had a lot of Tanjiro in the movie, it was not his show. Like he had his big moments, but I think you know the focus was on, is it, uh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, the fire dude is it Ry- uh, Ryusu or Ryu? Uh, uh, oh, you mean Ryusu. in the movie? Uh, the in the Hash- movie, yeah. Yeah, the Hashira. Uh, yeah, the flame uh, Goku, Hashira. Super Goku. What the hell's his name? Ren Goku. <laughs> Ren Goku. So you know he like he had the real strong moments. So we saw the action of Tanjiro and, and the gang, obviously. But and then we had a couple. Of, but I forgot how like empathetic he was. Yeah, he's very different for, for a protagonist, and that like you're gonna see a lot of that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 good to see it again. Like it's this is one of those rewatches. That it kind of feels like I'm watching it for the first time again. Yeah, I um, know exactly what you mean. Because it's like it's a whole new experience. Like I got it on the TV, and you know, like we can like actually kick back and enjoy it. And it's uh, yeah, it's 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 just fun. Also, too, like rewatching shows with Leanna and watching new shows with Leanna. It's just like we absorb it together. It's so much fun having like a companion with you, like beside you, like going through this. It's like, it's a, it's very similar to like our movie nights or, or um, you know, when we'd have like Breaking Bad nights or Game of Thrones nights back in the day and all that. Everyone just kind of like getting excited in the room. You'll watch it, what's coming next. And yeah, but uh, yeah, Demon Slayer is <clears throat> October cannot come quicker for sure. Very excited for season two. Fun, fun rewatch. Um, okay. That was, Demon Slayer. I'm going to bounce out of anime, anime momentarily because I'm wondering if you saw the Matrix 4 Matrix Resurrections trailer. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay, so um, spoilers for the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for the and for the trailer, I mean, you know, there's not a ton to say here because I think it did a relatively decent job at like not giving everything away, but they also give probably the first i'm guessing like act or 20 minutes away sure. i guess like i don't really have a ton of interest in dissecting the trailer i just kind of know i want to know what your thoughts are on the whole what do you think about them coming back for a fourth what do you think about how it looked um what are your thoughts so i'm all in for more matrix give us more you know like it's 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 one of those one i i had heard something on uh a podcast this week and it was something i hadn't really thought of um it was on the watch it's one of the ringer podcast now mm. it's like andrew greenwald and chris ryan mm. and i think one of them had made mention that the matrix is kind of been in a slumber it has been untouched it has missed this whole it was at the very beginning of the well a few years prior to like the superhero wave where everything became franchised and big and blown out even though it was a trilogy it kind of ended and then Everything yeah. else kind of took its thing and moved forward, but it's been in the slumber. It hasn't been overdone, overused. We're not like on our seventeenth version of it, you know. So it's 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 coming back to us a little fresh, you know. It's gonna have like this extra sheen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the trailer looked tremendous, like just visually excellent song choice. The editing was super was super super tight, and as to it coming back. That's the whole thing about the Matrix. Like, you know, there's there's a line in, in the original movie, the Oracle says to Neo of, like, this isn't our first time talking. 
you know, like okay. this is it's it's a it's a repeated story, right? Yeah. And you know, this this could be kind of a fun thing. They could redo this movie every, you know, twenty years or whatever, and it, they could find a way like a new twist. But it just it continues to repeat yeah. and repeat and repeat. So, I think if you're trying to justify it coming back, I think they got that in the bag. So, but um, what about you? I, I was pretty stoked. Um, I, I like the new coat of paint that they put on it. Like yeah. I think it might have been a mistake if they went for the same, like, 90s, like, cyberpunk sort of grungy aesthetic. It's very bright. It's, like, kind of almost weird and jarring, but I think it looks really good. Um, It looks like a modern movie, right? And that's clearly uh, clearly what they're going for. You know, I was not among the people and i know that the cool thing is to say that you hated matrix two and three that seems to be like the winning sure uh or the main sort of school of thought i thought they were fine like i was a kid when i watched all uh, three of those is a thing with my you know with my uh my dad and we were just excited to be in this whole sci-fi trilogy that like really had swept up the mainstream you know what i mean so yeah yeah you know, I was satisfied with the ending. I that and therefore I was like, well, why are we going back, right? Like, if he was dead, um, why are we going back? So I felt like we needed a good reason. I feel like we're gonna learn what that reason is. I it doesn't feel like an insulting money grab, like you were just saying earlier. Like, it did kind of escape that whole like rabbit hole of like, okay, we've. Uh, done the trilogy now we need to reboot it and we need to franchise out it should get a tv series spin-off mm. it should get this and that like they haven't really done that so i feel like you know there's a reason that they've decided to tell this story and they got a lot of the same people on board so that's like a good sign yeah. i don't know i'm excited I, you know I, you can give me more keanu and stunt work uh any day and i love uh the matrix movies so i'm, I'm really really excited to see where it goes you know, and this is gonna this is gonna be like a hot, you know maybe a hot take, but like I'm not into the John Wick movies. Like they're okay. The yeah. first one, the first one was good for sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I I couldn't get through the second one, and I didn't even bother with the third. But really. what I'm what I'm what I'm going with is, you know, Keanu. Like this is his role. I know everyone said John Wick is his role, but like Neo is, like this is his like OG franchise. This is a better franchise. I think it's a lot more headier. There's you know philosophy, and I know it's it, it's funny because it kind of kind of goes in line with like us as being like you know big anime fans and all that because it, it's a lot of it's you know it stems from anime and all it's it's inspired by a lot of you know Ghost in the Shell is like the biggest one obviously, um, but you know it's it's I don't know I'm I'm call me a fanboy if you want but like same as you like this movie holds such the original movie and even the sequels too I like them you know, we were kids Dave how fucking dope was it. Like, I don't care that they reused scenes from an older Michael Bay movie on, like, those highways. Like, you know, like, all, like, the go-to, like, comments to shoot down the second and third movies. Like, who cares? Like, yeah. Like, we were kids. It was, it's, it's, like, the same argument with the pre, the Star Wars prequels. Mm-hmm. Like, but, yeah. Like, we were young, so we enjoyed them, you know? And, and, and we, we, we hold a place in our heart. It's, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm super jazzed. And I am wondering, the th- one thing I am curious about is, where's Larry Fishburne? Yeah, you know, and, the rumor is that he yeah. wasn't even invited, so I don't know what the hell that's about. Is that just marketing? Do you think that I, was, like, a well-embedded... So I think, uh, you know, my theory um, is that, obviously, he's back in the Matrix, right? Mm. And there's something going on to, you know, and who knows why, but my theory, and I don't know who they have play, playing this black guy that literally looks like Morpheus. Well, it is Morpheus. It's, it's uh yeah, I'm gonna butcher his name. It's Yaya Bull Mateen, or yeah, I think he was in Watchmen, yeah. uh, the HBO Watchmen. He was in that uh, Trial of Chicago Seven. He was great in that. Oh yeah, he was. Um, yeah. Anyway, so he's great, and yeah, like he's come out and pretty much been like, yeah, I'm Morpheus. So I don't know if they are simply recasting Morpheus as this mm. guy, or if like maybe you know. In Matrix 1, they have this thing called the digital self-image where you're, like, recreated and how you would picture yourself mm. in the Matrix. It would not be crazy, considering what this franchise is, for it to be like, oh, like, this is how you remembered him or how whatever, and then he's actually alive on the outside whenever Neo gets out of the Matrix or something mm. like that. I, I don't know. It, it could be a weird spin. It could be a misdirect. 
I, I don't know. Um, maybe he's actually involved, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's also worth noting um, the Oracle, the original actress that played her, died uh, between I believe two and three, mm. and they also just were like, oh yeah, she's been recreated, and like they had a new lady. And they yeah. were just like, oh, like I made a choice, and this is how I am. And the the implication was that she needed like a new body because like she her original one was deleted, probably mm. by the agents. Um, so I don't know. They've done weird stuff in this area before. I can't imagine that Lawrence Fishburne would turn this down. But who knows? Like, I I don't know. I you know, there's an air of mystery there, for sure. Yeah. But I'm you know, like I said, I'm I'm watching that shit. This is how effective, you know, this trailer was. Is we've had like what more than a five minute conversation about yeah. uh, a, a movie trailer that we were kind of just going to talk about in passing, and <laughs> we're still talking about it. Yeah. It's I don't know, like you know, we were, you know, you and I were talking um, in in our group chat, and I am officially more excited for this than I am Dune. Like Dune, I want to see and all that, but like this is what I'm really looking forward to now when it comes to big blockbusters, big loud blockbusters. Yeah. Um, you know. I'm... I'm excited for all, all of it. I mean, I'm excited the movies are coming back. Um, okay, one more thing on movies. Just because I just said the movies are coming back thing. Uh, weird news today. Um, Christopher Nolan mm. is doing his first film in a decade with Universal instead of Warner Brothers. Did you see this? I did see that, yeah. So the obvious thing, like just maybe to catch up the listener for like 10 seconds, is he was pretty upset vocally um, upset about uh, how Tenet was handled. Uh, Warner mm. Brothers put it on HBO Max uh, instead of giving it like a full theater release, which obviously like kind of hampered its numbers. It did pretty poorly, but spoiler alert, everything did pretty poorly in COVID. Um, and Nolan was like, that's not how you treat directors or stars or, you know, so-and-so. So I always do in another uh, movie, I think it has something to do with the father of the atom bomb. I think it's like, yeah. about the scientist who... Who's, Jay Oppenheimer. Yeah, Oppenheimer. So, um, my guess is they probably promised him a theatrical-only release. Is that fair? Well, it's funny, because they're one of the only major studios who doesn't have a streaming service. Yep. <laughs> he, he went with the sure thing. He's like, you guys can't make an app in time for me to put this movie. <laughs> Tomorrow, press release. Universal announces Universal Streaming Plus. Sorry, guy. You signed the papers. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. It's This is... This is like the jaded side of Hollywood that I have no interest in reading about. Yeah. It's like, you know, it, this is it's all backdoor business stuff. It's like, go make your movie with whoever you want, with whatever money, you know, just, you know, put your effort into making a good movie. And like, I, I find there's, in, to Christopher Nolan's credit, there's a lot of directors who just are too focused with like the Hollywood side of things. They're not like mm-hmm. as communicable with the audience. Mm-hmm. I find, you know, like there's, you know, directors like Edgar Wright and you know, even say what you want about Kevin Smith, but you know, there's, and I'm sure there's a lot more that I can think of, but like they have like a closer connection to their fan base and they can, can, can communicate a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Noel just needs to shut up. You know, he's he's kind of like Martin. Scor- we talked about Martin Scorsese a few, like way way back in the post show when he was attacking superhero movies. Yeah, yeah. but he, he's attacking everything. It's like it just kind of comes off as old Mandy, and it's totally. like I it's like I know I know this is your art and this is your this is your life and like one hundred percent I would never take that out. I would never say ill against anyone like that has that much passion for what they do, but it's like maybe if it wasn't so obviously about money too, I would maybe care a little more. But it's like just you know why does this have to be in the media like you know obviously you could just not read it i don't know it's hard it's hard to like not be jaded and cynical i was gonna say you get crotchety about this you know it's 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 hard to like read about this and be like this is just rich people arguing with other rich people it's like why why does this affect me you know when the movie's out the movie's out i think the big question is there's one way it could affect us grant Mm. will this change be enough to make christopher nolan fix his sound design in all of his movies Oh, good God, I t- I dread. I'm you hear terrified. That, Nolan? You fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm terrified. So, I'll never forget Dunkirk. That was a borderline traumatic experience for my ears. You can hear us more clearly than we've ever heard dialogue in your fucking movies. <laughs> Figure it out. Um. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. All right. I can't talk. I I uh, I did a poor job editing last week too. So I think me and Nolan we get along pretty well. <laughs> Whatever, man. Watch Sorry for yelling in your ears, everyone. 
Whatever, man. Trying to li- trying to understand a single thing Robert Pattinson says in Tenet. <laughs> are, you just, are you confused yet? It's like, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. I enjoyed it. It's a good movie. Um, okay. What you uh, what you got next? We should probably end on uh, on on something cool, something anime related. Well, it's not anime related, but like I said, it is anime adjacent. Typically. Um. So on Amazon Prime, there's a show called uh, James May, Our Man in Japan. James May, Our Man in Japan. So okay. J- James May is one of the trio from Top Gear, the original Top Gear. Okay. And it's it's like a docu travel series. Um. He literally, he kind of just gets into his fascination he's had from Japan and, you know, from all his years visiting and all that. And I think the whole goal of it is he goes from, like, northern Japan and he works his way south. Like, the last episode we just watched, he just finished, he did, it was like the Tokyo episode. Um, anyway, so it's, you know, it's like very, like, Anthony Bourdain-esque. But it's I was going to say, kind of parts unknown type thing. Parts unknown, but it's like a series. I'm not sure how many episodes it is. I think we've watched three so far. I think there's definitely, I would say maybe six or eight mm-hmm. but you know it's it's interesting because it's so funny i'm watching this it's like of course we're watching it like a, a travel documentary about japan you know <laughs> like we're you know but it's if you're not watching anime you have to go to where they make it ex- exactly it's, it's it's so funny but it's it's really interesting because you know it's and it's not like there hasn't been travel documentaries about like other like Japan as a whole is a very well known and sought after place, like, you know, for travel and whatnot. So, like, it's not like there's like hidden things that, like, it's not like he's showing us things that no one has ever seen before, but it's kind of just taking like a more like a down to earth kind of take on it. You know, he's just like, he's sure. just very, they're very British, very cynical. Um, and just like he kind of, the characters he meets, and it's, it's nothing super new and original, but it's kind of fresh to see someone with his kind of character traveling around. And I'm not much... I've watched, you know, a handful of Top Gear episodes over the years, and I've always liked them. I'm not a supercar guy, but I can appreciate the passion these guys have. Sure. Um, for, for all that. And he kind of takes a lot of that passion from Top Gear into this. And, you know, like, just the, the translators he brings along with him, the people he meets. And, like, he's just kind of, like, weirdly crotchety, you know? <laughs> and it, it, it just kind of fit. We've begun to identify with that quality much more lately. <laughs> yeah, well, for sure. So, it's, it's I don't know, it's just, it's really good. It's fun. It's, you know, it's, um, you know, like, there, and, you know, like, there has been moments where, like, there's, uh, the, I think the, the prefecture is Hokkaido. And it's kind of, like, it, it weirdly reminded us of, like, Canada. Like, it's, it's a very, it's northern... There's a lot of um, there's a lot more snow or thicker or larger amounts of snow throughout the year and whatnot. And it's just kind of like cool. Like there's like dog sledding. It's like oh, that's like kind of like what we can do here, you know, like for extracurriculars and all that. And it was I don't know. It was just fun. It's just a fun little romp. It's a good way to kind of like wind down at the end of the day. Yeah, that's just fun. Yeah. You said it's yeah, on it's, Prime. Yeah, it's on Prime. That's pretty. Awesome. Well, um, so Joey uh, recommended it to us, and he's he's super. He's super big into the Top Gear stuff and, and all that. He's like, you got to check out our man in Japan. Our man in Japan, you got to check it May, out. Our man in Japan on Prime. Yeah, it's it's really, like I said, it's super lighthearted. It's funny. Um, like, there's literally a festival that they go to. It's like a, uh, like a, like a penis festival. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's just all about, like, they were, you know, it's, it, it, there's this, like, a lot of bigger, like, ideas to it where it's about... You know, it's people are there to pray for, you know, to have healthy, larger families and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's but it even gets to like, you know, like, you know, s- you know, sexual positivity and L- LGBTQ and, mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. And it's it's just it's just so well done. You know, it's just like the, they don't shy away from it and just shows how like the kind of the um, like the double sided coin like of the culture where they are very you know, sexually liberal, but also like they're a super repressed society and it's, and they have no shame at this festival, but then they have all this other repression stuff. It's, I don't know. It's just super interesting. And like, it's stuff you don't always see in like the mainstream travel stuff. And you know, like he, like he goes and he meets like a sand or one of the last or not, maybe not one of the last known, but he's like a known descendant from like a samurai tribe and, you know, does the whole like getting up in the armor thing, but like they take the time with it and, you know, and, and whatnot. It's, 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 it's really fun. I don't know. Like I said, it's a great way to wind down at the end of the night with a little bit of travel documentaries because that's what we like to do. We'll throw on Anthony Bourdain. It's a little bit harder lately just with his death and all that. And it's, it's hard not to hear all the sadness in his voice when in those shows. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little dark on, it's, on the it's, rewatch. 
it's a little dark, but it's, you know, this, this James May show. I, I hope he does more. I hope he goes to other places. Maybe James this is just May. a one-off, but uh, check it out. Not very familiar with, uh, with Top Gear or with him, but that sounds like something that is right up my alley. And Big time. It's uh, very accessible since it's on Prime, so... Yes, sir. We'll have to take a look. What is happening? My, <laughs> it's my smart devices. I don't want to name them because oh, then they're gonna. She knows you're talking about Prime. That's yeah. what she's doing. She knows you're talking about Prime. Oh, you want to watch James Bay? Man, that's probably what. I wonder if they listen for. I'm not gonna say it now. You see what you've done? <laughs> I'm, I'm in a house where I can't speak freely. <laughs> Okay, I think that about wraps it up for this week. Solid so. recommendation. Uh, James May in Japan, our man in Japan on the streaming service by Amazon. <laughs> Check that shit out. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, this has been a really fun episode. Um, check out uh, My Hero Academia Season 5. We're covering that right now also on the podcast. Those drop a couple days uh earlier than these and uh, if not we're back every here or every friday uh with an episode of the post show so thank you guys so much for listening don't hesitate to check out all of our social media platforms like comment subscribe take the appropriate social media action on the appropriate social media platform i got about covers it grant i think so okay thank you guys so much for listening bye guys cheers